Hey everybody, and welcome to our latest episode of Honest Pod with me, Ashton McAllister. And me, Matthew Addy. And we're here after a bit of a break, unofficial, off-the-record break. Yeah. Um, which I apologise for. Again, it's my doing, um, so I'm sorry, Matt. You don't um, need to apologise, it's fine. I'm forgiving you, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Always letting you down. I guess I owe you so many now. Well, I'm just used to it. Everyone lets me down all the time. I don't understand what I'm doing, but you know what? I just can't trust anyone. <laughs> the world's smallest violin. I know. But yes, anyway, another episode. And yeah, we're quite excited to get right into it. Absolutely. Pre-warning, I'm on my three-day hangover. Like, I've been hungover every day for the last three days. But you seem more... Ch- you seem more... Chipper, is yeah. that what? Yeah, well, I was drinking earlier on as well today. Yeah, oh my god, I didn't, I didn't know you were drunk while we're having Nando's. No. Oh, actually, didn't say he's in London, we're doing this live. Oh, together. yeah, we're together, we're in London. I came to London for a wedding, and I said, Well, why not see this beautiful bastard while I'm here? I'm not beautiful at the moment. Have you seen my face? I didn't want to say, You don't want to say, Oh, <laughs> I got a cut on my face, you dick. I know you pointed it off. I didn't want to say, What's something else wrong with my face? <laughs> <laughs> I got kicked in the face. I told you, right? No, I think you might have wanted to tell me, but it came out like. Oh, I see. I remember now. Oh, you've seen me. I forgot. Yeah, you've seen me already. Right. Anyway, so we're in London. We're recording face to face. It's um. Yeah, I had some drinks later on. Uh, I had a couple of vodkas before I met you. Nice. <laughs> what time did you start? So I met with Tom and Shancy at one. I had water, and then I had a vodka at about half two. Just one though. I had two vodkas. It's not two vodkas. Or maybe three, I can't remember. But it was pretty much topped up from being smashed last night and smashed the night before and smashed the night before that. It's good. It's holiday. It's nice. Oh, yeah. I've got a little beer belly already. It's here. But yeah, I'm surprisingly chipper for three, day, three days of hangover. I think I'm the first one who's kind of tired, but I had like I had to get up early for work, which wasn't great. Mm. I didn't sleep very well. Well, boo-hoo. I know. Everything's sad at the moment. <laughs> I'm actually surprisingly happy. Yeah, which is good. Well, it's been a good day. Like even though we only met like about an hour ago, we had dinner an hour and a half ago. We had dinner at Nando's. Yeah, yeah. I found a nail in my food. It wasn't a nail. After I edit, a human nail, not like a, a, a like a screw or something, like a human nail. A human... Someone had chewed their nail off, and it was in your chicken. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just to point out, it wasn't. It literally was. I'd already we'd finished, and I was like, "What is this stuck in my teeth?" And I picked it out. It's really weird. I wonder where it came from. It, but, that it was saved till later. As yeah. well. <laughs> to be honest, I, I had discovered it earlier and I just didn't want to not eat my food. So. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm just <laughs> No, here it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, it's disgusting. I mean, it's not putting me off Nando's. No, no, no. No, no. I'll, but I'll still complain because I get a free meal. You're not actually going to complain, are you? I'm going to send it away. I kept it with me. I'm going to send it away. Okay, fair enough. I'll be like, they need to know. Like, I'd rather have Nando's without meals in it. I don't think it's a human nail. It looks like a nail. It does look like it. If you can get free Nando's, then. Could you imagine? What if they put me on the black card list? That's not going to happen. I could be up there with Beyonce. Do you reckon she has a black card? I think she has a black card. Nah. There can't be that many in America, can there? No, but she has it before she comes here. I heard that when she was at Glastonbury, she went out and she got like shitloads of Nando's for everyone. She paid for that though. There was a receipt that was on like social media and stuff. No, maybe it was the receipt how much it would have costed if she had any black card out. Who, if Beyonce, it was like 10 grand, wasn't it? If Beyonce comes into your Nando's, you're not going to sit and say, I'm going to charge you. Absolutely. No. Are you kidding me? What? She can pay for it. She's a billionaire. Probably. I, I reckon they're a billionaire together. Yeah, maybe. Absolutely. Well, Why would I... Be? No. Well, I found a nail in my food Nando's and if you can give Beyonce... Beyonce's paying you that much in Nando's, you can give me a free meal. I think it's fair. I just don't know why you want to eat somewhere that serves human fingers. Right, okay. It tastes good. 
So it's worth the body parts? Well, when you have celiac disease like I have and your eating options are limited. Oh my God. Don't roll your eyes. Get over this again. <laughs> um, Honestly. How was the gym? I don't even want to start. <laughs> he's here in London, right? And he's going to a CrossFit competition on the weekend. Yes, I am. That's disgusting. Well, this is what <laughs> this is what Tom and everyone has been saying. They're like, how can you... This is what all, should I say, my friends are saying. They're like, I wish I could go to the gym and watch all the people work out. Because that's what they think I do. Because all I put... On that's what it basically looks like. That's so true. Yeah, but it's because I only share... When I'm at competitions, I share videos of other people at competitions. But you never... You spend six hours there and you've done like 25 minutes of exercise. I just walk in the door and that's me beat. I do a lot of workout. I don't want to hear about... No one wants to hear about the workout. Just so you're cool. No, I'm saying... I'm just saying I do oh, workout. Okay. I don't just go and record people and put it on social media. I also do that. But that's not what I mean. But do. none of them are actually hot. Because you keep saying that to hot people. But I haven't seen anyone hot in those feeds. I don't... No what, stories. There, there's hot people that do CrossFit. I don't record them for them being hot. I record people who are good at CrossFit. But no one cares about that except for you. Well, I, it's my story. If you don't like that, unfollow. Don't. Don't unfollow. <laughs> I'll try and sneak pictures. Of, I don't want to creep on people. That's just weird. No, it isn't. Because that's what you're doing anyway. Yeah. That's the reason why you're going to CrossFit. No, I go to CrossFit for my own benefit. Of I have got thinner mm-hmm. and I've got more muscly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Loads of muscles. I can not see. loads. I like this not sell sell them false tails. Okay. But I have. Don't your arm. Do my right arm because I yeah, right wank with his arm. Oh. oh my god, there's loads of muscles there. Are you joking? Are you being serious? Hmm. He uh, knows. <laughs> <laughs> it's my wanking arm. So get your right one. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh my god, it's already leaby as well. Yeah, look at, no, look no. at the calluses. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've been single for two months, two and a half months now, so... Has it been that long? July, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, nearly three months. July, August, September. That's a lot of palm action. So tell me about your week, weekend. What have you been up to? The weekend was good. Well, on Friday, it seems to be a regular thing, so we moved to this place, and there's this kebab shop around the corner. Oh, just so everybody knows, we're in Matt's new flat. House? New house. It's a, yeah, it's a nice house. It's not my house. We rent it, but yeah, and it's nice. It's a nice space. And there's a kebab shop around the corner, which is amazing. And I've been going there. I went there last week, Friday. The week before that went on Friday and Saturday, which was really bad. Saturday was because I was drunk and I just came back late. But yeah, basically, it seems to be a Friday tradition to stay in, be alone, and have a kebab. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so um, nice. Yeah. I mean, I can see it. Okay, that's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually lost a little bit of weight, apparently, but only because I've been playing rugby more. We had rugby on Saturday, that was going to be one, but I got kicked in the face, so now my beautiful, beautiful face is like, my eye, like, it's got a big old scab around it, and it's not nice. I hate anything happening to my face in rugby. Okay, you can barely see it. Are you joking? Everyone made such a big deal about yeah, it. Do you know what, when I seen you on Saturday night, it was worse. But it's quick and quick. I don't think it's that bad. No. Yeah. I thought it might bruise. I thought I might get a black eye, which I did not want. That's yeah. that's what I would want. No. And I would have that over social media, be like, oh, rugby injury, hashtag. No, no, no. <laughs> it doesn't show up on my skin. It didn't show up. Like, if it was on the white skin, I think it would have showed up more. Yeah. And then Sunday, I made a roast for everyone here, which was really sweet. And we played games. Jackbox TV, I told you about, which is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I keep meaning to send, like, a tweet thanking them. Because I, it's one of the best things that ever happened to me. Well, thanking Jackbox. Jackbox TV. It's unbelievable. Oh. I must check it. I must check it out. How about you? How was your weekend? Weekend was good. What did I do? Friday night, I had a, did I have, I had a birthday party Friday night. I got drunk. 
Then I had a wedding on Saturday. I got drunk. Went out clubbing Saturday by myself. Mm-hmm. Hopped into you. You were drunk. I then got drunk. It's so weird that you just showed up there. I know. Alone. It's yeah. so funny. It was, yeah, well, I did show up alone and I was in my suit from the wedding. Oh, I didn't notice it. You said it was a nice suit as well. Yeah, it was really nice like... Got so much alcohol spilled on Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I met you and then Saturday, Sunday we went and we met, I met my friend for lunch and then we went and I met the grooms again and then a few of us went out for more drinks last night and then I had a McDonald's on the way home. Than today. What do you eat in McDonald's? Oh, like the saddest little thing. It's I usually get a quarter pounder meal, large, without a bun, and I have to eat a knife and fork. Yeah, you couldn't just eat it with your hands. No, well you could, but I tried when I was drunk once. <laughs> there's a picture of me and Gary Webb, and there's like mustard all around here. Oh my god! Because I was smashed. It was like we're in between rugby game and going to what do you call that club that's not XXL but sort of rivals XXL? Is, is it still about? In Vauxhall? No, East London. Near here, I'm guessing. The Glory? No. Dawson Superstar? No. The Eagle? No. I don't know what it's called. Oh, the White Swan? No. Forget this conversation. <laughs> Honestly, you have no idea what you're talking about. I wonder, It's not Circuit. What is it? Circuit's a bar in Soho. Yeah, no, it's not that. It's something else. And it was always like, are you going to XXL or are you going to this club? The Two Brewers? No, it's here in East London. The White Swan in Limehouse? No, it's not the White Swan. It's, oh my God. And you go underground and I've been there. I can't remember. I've been there a couple of times. Anyway. Heaven? No, it's in East London. Near what? I'm really interested now. I think it's under a bridge. I'm going to Google it. The bridge? No. Where is the bridge at? Clapham. Where, where did I say it was at? East London. Right. Oh, dear, oh dear. Dear Gay Clubs London. But you went there. Oh no, you're talking about burger. Yeah, we're talking about burger. Okay. Do, 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 do. Could you imagine that you weren't? I'm on time out. Your first right there. That's so funny. <laughs> the, ten, the ten best gay clubs in London. There's pictures come up. Could you imagine if you've just your photos? Oh my god, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it happened to you. You got voted in one of the hottest guys from Bingham, didn't you? <laughs> I did in Sydney. Yeah. Oh, who would have thought? Top ten guys. I wasn't playing that year. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I did really well. I've never heard of some of these. No. BFD. Yeah. What's this one? Anyway. It's going to really bore everybody else if we don't talk about something else. What I want to talk about in this episode is actually gay weddings. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, not to get political, but in Northern Ireland we can't get married to same-sex partners. Yeah. I also want to point out, I don't actually like the term gay wedding. I say it because it's what people say, but I said I hate myself for saying it. I prefer same-sex marriage. Why? I don't know. It's just like a wedding is a wedding. A gay wedding is just a wedding which with a same-sex couple. It's not a gay wedding. It's just a wedding. Mm-hmm. But I think you need to, like, when you're talking to somebody, the distinction is it's a same-sex couple or a same-sex partnership. Yeah. So I don't like but it's all new. This is this is what fascinates me. And I was thinking, um, we've, we've been to a same-sex marriage before. Was that last year? Well, no, it was uh, 2015. Really? Yeah. Anyway. Because it's all fairly new, I was thinking, when you think of a wedding, you think all the traditional stuff and people living today 
are defining something new for the first time. What happens whenever a same-sex couple gets married? Because usually you have the groom stand at the front and the bride walks up the aisle. Mm. Like, what do we do? Like, let's, I just, I think it's fascinating. I think the We're, top would stand at the altar and then the bottom would come down the aisle. But what if there's two bottoms or two tops? That wouldn't, they wouldn't get married. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. Uh, <laughs> there's absolutely no way. Well, it's true. I'm joking. No, of course you're Because there's no tops, ever. I think that... Well, that's that's a good thing, because I don't think, you know, the man has to stand there and wait for the women and stuff. No, they should both go down together. Well, that's what... This this is what Stuart and Matt... Stuart and Matt are my friends who recently got married. That's what they did. They walked up together. The other marriage we went to, Mark and Buck, they... I don't think they walked up together. I think they walked in separately. Mm. Like one before the other. Okay. Maybe, yeah. maybe if they're It wasn't at the same time, or... but it wasn't, it was a friend though. Oh yeah, he walked in with somebody. Yeah. yeah. So I just think it's interesting that like, we're at this era where we're defining things because I think it's actually a bit scary because I grew up never thinking I'd get married. Like even now. Per me. No one wants to marry me. <laughs> no one wants to marry me. I still think it's really archaic that like, I don't know if you want to say straight couples or the same or what the opposite of the same sex is the opposite of the same sex is disgusting <laughs> different, <laughs> different sexes or whatever but the fact that still holding on I find it really strange I don't go to many weddings anyway but going to these weddings that are like in these big old grand things and these women spend loads on dresses I think that's mm. so old fashioned outdated mm. and I don't think those weddings should be like that nowadays no well it depends what you want I mean, your wedding is your day make it whatever you want that's the problem with weddings in the first place well yeah I mean if somebody to my personally when when if I if I ever get married I don't care about how much money I spend I'll the, I'll probably spend a lot of money on the rings why because it's the only thing you keep it's the one thing that you keep after the wedding mm-hmm. you know and if it does go sour you can still get rid of it like it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't really depreciate too much isn't it jewelry yeah the other thing I'd only care about if I'm bringing people around I'll probably I'd want a small wedding I don't want a big one absolutely I'll just make sure there's shitloads of free alcohol. Because people just want to have the most fun. Important thing. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to buy into soppy biblical. Re- Obviously, this is my wedding, and there's no groom, so I'm planning this myself. If I marry somebody who's religious and they want it, we'll have to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess they'd want it in a church. You can get married in some churches, I guess. I don't know if I want it in my own church. I just don't. I don't want to sit. They in... are beautiful buildings. They are beautiful buildings, but you can pretty much hire any building out now, and you know, there's a cafe that used to be a cathedral in. East London, which is beautiful. You can just hire that out. You don't remember the name of that place, do you? Uh, no. <laughs> Spaces don't exist. Um, <laughs> do yeah. you want to get married now, are you saying? Well, I sort of didn't. Until I, Saturday. Until Saturday. I did for a long time. And then I became single the last time and hated everyone that was happy in relationships. And then I thought, do you know what? Actually, I'm better off by myself. And then, Yeah. I want to get married. I'm sorry you're still that. on a high, though. <laughs> I was just like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't think you're back to ground yet. No. But the thing is, like, the wedding that I was at was such a good wedding. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I full credit. That's really, that's really good, though, because I think yeah. you like to find a good wedding. It's, I think it's tricky to get. The wedding, just, I mean, and I have to say again, the two same-sex marriage weddings that we've been at, I think are the best weddings I've ever been to. Have you been to many? I've not been to many. I've been to a few. Yeah. Um, I just, 
as somebody who's not religious, I just find the hour-long church service pointless. No one enjoys that. Not a single person, including the people getting married, no. enjoy it. No. It's, no. it's so boring. Boring. Oh, my God. Um, but no, the, this, the wedding just, just passed. It was brilliant. They, they, they'd obviously spent a good bit of money. Um, the food was beautiful. I, yeah, like, literally people were looking around to see who had not finished the food. I had to go to the toilet at one point and I was like licking my steak. I was like, don't touch this. No. Yeah, I didn't lick it, but I just said, I'm, I'm coming back. But everyone had an individual steak. Yeah, yeah. Which was perfectly, they were, well. They didn't ask you how you wanted it. They didn't it, ask you how you wanted it, but each one tasted delicious. I was very lucky to get, very lucky to get a very rare one because I love rare meat. Mm. Um, but yeah, nobody, nobody was like, well, I'm not going to eat this because it's overdone. Like it was, everything tasted beautiful. That's good. Yeah, it was, it was so good. And what I loved about it, which, because I'm, I'm a fussy fucker. Uh, what I loved about the service, like the people there, there was like there was two people per table. So when you're collecting table, like plates and stuff, they were gone in a second. Like it would, like everything there was, was just a lot so, of people there. Like so, service, yeah, was, and everyone was so efficient. It was all high quality. People were friendly. Like there was no, you know, sometimes you get like a miserable waiter who's there, like. Mm-hmm. It's always so, like young little kids there, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. 14 years Well, that guy who served us today, Nando, was like he could have didn't want to be there. But yeah, no, the service was good. The speeches were hilarious. Like really, yeah, no, they were. Uh, Matt's quite funny though. Matt cried, and then I cried because <laughs> I was stood near the speeches, and he was talking about when he realised he wanted to marry Stu, and he started like, oh, "I'm gonna cry," and then I was sitting watching him. I was just so happy for him, and I was just like, "I'm gonna cry." Why are you so elated over this wedding? I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just, I had such, I don't know. Well, this is what I said to Tom. I said to Tom afterwards, Tom, I discovered a new emotion today. And he was like, what, selflessness? And I was like, no, being happy for other people. And he's like, that's selflessness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm just so happy for other people. And then I'm happy at myself for being happy for other people. I'm just so giving of my feelings. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but the wedding was, like I said, the speeches were really good. Look, um, so what I also think was really good, they had a maid of honour and they had a best man. Each? No. So they had they had a maid of honour and best man for the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke was the best man. Um, and then Elaine was the maid of honour. Elaine knows Stu. And, well, Luke, I guess, knows everyone. But, but it was, again, and those are the four people did speeches, the two grooms and... Because, you know, usually the father of the bride would, but there's no bride. Which I thought was nice, because the bride doesn't usually give a speech at the wedding, would she? No. Which I think's bad. Well, it's this whole thing about women, I'm sure there's something oh, yeah, ridiculous probably. in it. But I thought it was nice hearing off both people get married, and I thought it was really, really nice. Um, I'd be so, do you know, because, you know, like, even you and I, we both like to speak and stuff like that, and I think, you know, I, I like the way that I present it in front of people, mm. but I'd be incredibly nervous about preparing a speech for someone. Yeah. On my own, like, because I'd want it to be funny and yeah, yeah. Well, I literally made the decision after seeing what a good job Luke did. I said I never want to be anyone's best man. Really? I did. I do. If, That's a good thing. No one to ask you. No, oh, I I would purposely not. I, if somebody did, you ask wouldn't me, say no. I would say no. You. That's not nice. Why? Because they're asking you for a reason. Yeah, but I wouldn't. That I, is not selfless. <laughs> That's selfish. No, it's very selfless. No, it isn't. It is because I'm saying to you that you I so appreciate. Much. I'll do something else. For your wedding, I'll come, but I can't. I can't. I I wouldn't be good at giving a speech. What made you think that from that was the speech so bad? Your looks. No, looks was brilliant. Oh no, it was. Did really you say bad. it was bad? Because you said that offline. 
<laughs> you didn't say that before, bitch. <laughs> you are one shitty. Listen, keep going the way you're going, and you'll get a black eye to match it. Other oh, days. <laughs> I was like, what did I say? Nothing. I didn't say anything. anything. I was like, because I, I was thinking, I was like, did I say that? No, but I was, I was like, but I genuinely really enjoyed the speech. Why would I tell a lie just to be a bitch? I can see why I do that. Yeah, yeah. Nah. <laughs> but only when Fluke was here, like it would only be beneficial if he was here and I was saying the speech was really shit. But sadly, sadly, he did really, really well. I went to my cousins one year ago, right? Uh, to to her wedding and her husband or groom, whatever you'd call them, mm. his best man gave a speech, right? <clears throat> he brought a bag of props. Mm. It went on for over an hour. No, no. Over an hour. Clocked out by then. People were literally like, like reclining in their seats, mm. lying across chairs. My mum is a lightweight and she got drunk halfway through. She Nowhere sobered her, up for what? Didn't sober up. Oh. She went, no, no, I need to leave. And then left. <laughs> And then some people were like, oh. Well done. Yeah, yeah, they were just jealous. She was like, no, I can't do this. Need to leave. Oh. <laughs> I walked out. I went to our room. Well, fair play. <laughs> we had to go and get her. And then my aunt like went out afterwards because she was like falling asleep. Yeah. It was so bad though. Over an hour? No. That's selfish. And it wasn't funny. That's selfish. Yeah, yeah. It was selfish. Um, yeah. No, it was good. Um, the speeches were short. Like that's Luke's, really Luke's was the longest, but it wasn't that long. Like what? What was the long? Like how long would that be? I, oh my god! I'm, I'm going to say about seven, eight minutes. That's good. I still don't know. Like I, I might be totally wrong. It felt. But it wasn't like twenty minutes. Yeah. I wasn't there sitting saying, "Honestly, oh, still talking." But no, it was good. All the speeches were good. That's nice. Yeah. Um. What else was really good? I don't think I don't remember there being any slow dance moments. Not one. I don't remember one slow dance moment. Oh. Did you catch the bouquet? There was no bouquet. Oh my god! Yeah, so I, I would be in that fight. I don't even want to get married. No, but do you want to get married? I didn't even ask. Do you want to get married? I'm not asking you to marry me. I'm asking. Do you want to get married? There's evidence. <laughs> Will you marry somebody? Um, oh, let me oh, just drop something on the ground. Here. No. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm not asking you to marry me. Okay. I'm asking like, you if you want to get The married. ring would slip out of your hand because you'd certainly <laughs> get so greasy. But like, look, mm. it wouldn't be romantic. Mm. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no, marriage is not important to me in any way, shape or form. Now, I'm not against it. So um, if my partner at the time was like, I want to get married. I mean, even in my last relationship, when we did sort of speak about it, he was like, he wants to get married. He wants his thing. I'm like, fine, fair enough. Mm. I have some rules. Like, I'm not spending all of my money on a wedding. No, no, no. In fact, the ceremony would have to be 20 minutes long and the party would have to be shit hot. Yeah. That's my only requirement, but also I don't want to spend that much money. No. Because I'd rather spend it on us going away. Yeah. yeah. Um, but actual marriage itself doesn't, to me, doesn't symbolize anything important. Okay. Because I believe like building your life with someone, you know, a house, children, family, all of these sorts of things, that is a symbol of the commitment. Mm-hmm. And I find weddings to be... Well, that's not the ring. The yeah. most... It doesn't mean anything. Well, it does. It means, you're, it means you're committed to somebody else. How many people do you know with a ring on their finger that still go with other people? How do you know? They, they can't, you can't say that. You have people at home with kids that still go with other people they're not in a relationship with. The thing I spend the most money on is the rings because that's the, that's the thing that keeps with you forever. The, the party, I'll have a big party for other people coming. I want to celebrate the day. Mm. But I wouldn't care about... I wouldn't be spending a shitload of money on flowers or I wouldn't be spending a shitload of money on a suit. 
or you know, I wouldn't care about that. For me to celebrate our relationship is for us because I went to I went to a wedding, one of my friends' wedding. They got married, right? And I remember in the build up to it, he was like, I can't believe how much money we're spending. And he did end up spending like 30, 30, 40 grand on the wedding, mm. right? They broke up a month later. No. And he never even wanted the wedding. And he was like, I'd rather spend that money on a six month honeymoon. And I was like, that makes complete sense to me. Yeah. So that money disappeared. That's bad. That was bad on his part. He was really, really bad. But yeah, I just, things like that. And you know, and it was one of those church weddings that just went on for a bit. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was just, I don't know. I'm not completely against it, but I do find weddings and ones like that in particular, those traditional ones, mm. to be the most selfish, self-fulfilling, indulgent. It's so indulgent, mm. overindulgent. Yep. You're just like, look at me yep. and my magical day. Look how amazing I look in this dress. Yeah. And I'm like, that's all for you. Mm-hmm. The party is for other people, mm-hmm. but that's all for you. And I think that fair enough, it is for you. Spend all the money, but why? Mm. I don't know. That's not the way I'd want to. I want to be indulgent, and I want to do that by traveling for six months with the money that I would have spent on that wedding. Yeah, but do you think? Like, I I think what's going to happen with weddings, as always, gay people will set the trend. So the trend now that we're setting is quick, efficient, fun weddings. Street people come to our weddings and be like, "That's a good wedding." Women might feel that way. Not traditional women. Well, I think there's so much pressure on people these days to spend money on other stuff. Like if, That's do you true. know what I mean? You could spend lots of money on a wedding for <clears throat> the 100 people who's going to be there. Oh, or you could spend the same money, like you say, on a long, long holiday. And think of all the Instagram likes you'll get. Because that's what matters these days. Instagram likes for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What were you going to say? You looked at me there as if to say. No, I was just thinking about um, going on holiday. Oh, I wish I was on holiday. Yeah, yeah. I'm on holiday right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Getting hammered. Yeah. It's exotic London. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what? The weather's been good. Yeah, it was really nice on Saturday. Yeah. and You look like you got 10. I did. It's delightful being here. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were inside as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, no, it's good, that the, it's good that the speeches were... Because although my twin brother weren't, right? So I, I always imagined that I'd be his best man. And he told me a couple of years ago that I wouldn't be his best man. And I was like, excuse me? Well... Excuse me. Okay. I think it's wrong, but he says I still won't be. I'm like, fine, whatever. I hate you. But if I were to get married, he would be my best man. Well, I had this conversation yesterday, but and I, I this going on from the conversation where I was like, I don't ever be, I don't want to be anybody's best man. And I was thinking, I also don't want anybody close to be to be my best man. And it's not the fact that the reason being is at my wedding, I want all my friends there to have a good time. I don't want one sitting panicking about what's is this happening on time? Is this happening on time? I want them to be able to just sit. And enjoy my day. I'd rather bring a random party planner, inverted commas, in to organise everything and be there to make sure it's running smoothly. Like a wedding planner, I guess. But they don't do that at a normal wedding, do they? I don't know. I saw I'd hire them to do. They do that for the stag do, and then they prepare like their speech and maybe some of the rings, but I didn't think they Well they have to be there. Maybe u- things in the morning, I guess. They have to be there ushering, making sure people are there at the right time and they have to be you know That's one of those traditional weddings. Well, like, I wouldn't care if things are going on time except for the meal. Well I have to say at this wedding, there was a schedule. Oh, really? A spreadsheet. You know, we're talking. You're talking about a lawyer and a project manager. Yeah. Doing a wedding, there there was a schedule. But for example, I seen something on the schedule, and it was at four forty, bread to be placed on table. Was it at four forty then? It was on the time. You need to watch the show, right? So it's on Netflix. It's one of those terrible shows. Have you ever? Do you have Netflix? Yeah. Sometimes it does this thing where like it will give you five stars, and then you watch it, and then it goes down to like one and a half stars. Okay. I don't know why. Okay. And sometimes we used to watch these terrible, terrible shows on Netflix, like Obese at 13 or something like that. <laughs> Sounds brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And this one is um, about like 
the tightest people doing weddings and it was in Australia. Oh. So they do like <laughs> weddings on a budget. Oh. And you know, and then do their flowers for like fifteen dollars and all this sorts of stuff. Oh. And it just doesn't run on time and there's this one where this woman's there and the wedding's going terribly. It's not on time, there's no food, they're sitting there and then the bride is there and next to her is like a um a bridesmaid. And she goes, Are you not having fun? And the girl was like, Um, yeah. She's like, Well your face doesn't look like it. <laughs> You're not smiling or anything. You can leave if you want to. Like in the middle of the wedding, as it was going like worse and worse, and I was like, you're just making this worse for yourself. But it's, it's a terrible show. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> I'm going to watch They're it. They're trying to be so tight with these weddings. Yeah. Oh. I remember she was a bitch though. She deserved it. Yeah. So funny. She's probably divorced by now. Probably. Mm. I don't know. The guy had no teeth as well. No. Oh. Like, yeah. It was proper like country, country bumpkins. Oh. Yeah. It's really weird. Well... Well, that's all I want to talk about weddings. I just, I love weddings. I want to congratulate all the couples out there and especially congratulate my friends, Matt and Stu, who got married. Had a brilliant wedding. Thank you for having me. Congratulations. I liked that one had a bow tie and one had a tie. I appreciated that. That was nice. Yeah. I like the colour scheme. They had a nice colour scheme. Their suits. Yeah. yeah. Um, they had like a tweedy green mm. um, and then they had mustard, which had looked nice. And then everybody else was dressed in navy. What was mustard? Was that? The ties were mustard, yeah. Um... And then there's little, the flowers, I think, were like thistles, like white thistles. I don't know that. But they had, like Scottish, okay. And then they had little tiny soft mustard flowers as well. Um, and yeah, the bridesmaid wore a navy dress and a little mustardy. Fascinated? Yeah, something. Um, it was good. No, it was very nice. Very nice color scheme. Did it look good. I did like the bow tie and tie. Yeah. I would have to have a tie. Really? You don't like bow ties? I don't like bow ties. I like bow ties. But... Matt. We're going to have it at our wedding. Oh my God, I just asked you. <laughs> I didn't say yes. Just so very clear. <laughs> Matt and Stu both lost shit loads of weight for this wedding. I have to say. I could tell. Like, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> well, they know. Because they, they literally... Okay. They, they've been starving themselves since January. And I saw the pictures because I expected something else. I saw the pictures. Yeah. I was like... <gasps> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my days. No, they Is that them? Because Very you know. handsome. It looked like half they were last year. Properly. Um, no, they looked really, really good. Um... But they like they said they've been on a really strict diet since January when they January. when they well when they decided to get married. Okay. Um, they did this. They got engaged in January. I'm gonna say yes. Mm, that's quite a quick wedding. Like turnaround, isn't it? I think somebody's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so that's why I'm talking about wedding. Congratulations. Now the pressure's on for me to better it. I don't think I can. First I need a groom, I guess. I mean, maybe you could do like a new trailblazing thing where you just get married alone. Well, I'm going to set a trend. Why don't I have auditions? What would that look like? A show? <laughs> me for, just me walking down the aisle. So funny. To your mirror. That is the most indulgent thing. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to come to my wedding. Oh my God. Nobody's invited because so it's good. just me. It's Ashley's day. Imagine 120 people and you're marrying yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Registering for Literally gifts. So good. Register for anything I want to. I'm to share them. It's so bizarre. It's like in the episode of Sex and City where Carrie marries herself. I haven't seen it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, he's got FIFA. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, I can definitely play that. Was it it's a PlayStation? Yeah, yeah. PlayStation 4? PlayStation 4? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is it PlayStation 4? I have no idea what it's called. Oh. Whatever that PlayStation is. I guess PlayStation 4. Yeah. It's the latest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> I was There's a really to... good Spider-Man game on that. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, brother, my brother was playing it. I ripped him apart playing it, but I... Why? Well, I was just like saying, well, it's not realistic, is it? 
like basically there was this bit where no give me give me time so this bit where these elevator elevator doors are open and spider-man's crawling up and he has to get the guys who are stood by the elevator okay but i'm like they wouldn't just be stood there like this is just it always do the, the, the guys just wouldn't be stood there what are the chances all these guys just stand here by the lift like that they might be like guards. no centuries. they're not they're just no well i don't know anyway what you want to talk about i was right you were wrong me wrong I wanted to talk about something really happy, and that's um, loneliness. <laughs> um, because, you know, I like to talk about it. Obviously, you talked about, well, you know, we're both newly single and stuff, and went through like a period of, I don't know, feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm getting out of that phase now and just, just learning to sort of deal with being by myself. And even having these conversations, I had a conversation with um, someone else who doesn't live in London. And they're like, well, you live in London. So, you know, you've got people around you all the time. And I was like, well, it's true, but it's not really the same, isn't it? It's not about just having people around you. No, 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 no. Um, you can be incredibly lonely in this city. I think so, yeah. for sure. Because for me, it wasn't just about the fact that there were people around, but it's about like genuine connections and things like that. Yeah. And um, it's just, you know, obviously we've spoken about it before, about um, apps mm-hmm. that you use. And you just kind of use it for attention. Well, I used it for attention and like yeah, sort of... Fills the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it did for a need because I wanted to feel confident, a bit more confident, a bit happier with myself in that maybe I am um, attainable in some way. So other people, people might find me attractive. But then I just <clears throat> recently I was like, you know, I'm just using it for no reason. Like I don't want to... Um, I don't, I've decided I don't really want to just hook up, like just, just like go to yeah. someone's house and stuff. It's not really me. It's not my style. And I didn't want to date, so... And then I was just chatting to people that I wasn't interested in getting to know really or yeah. yeah, it was just because, you know, I'm sitting here in this house now, like Fridays, mm. my Friday ritual. Maybe the kebab. Yeah, yeah. You know, just <laughs> almost feeling sorry for myself because, you know, I didn't have any plans, I didn't have anything to do. Yeah. And then I don't I don't know, I don't reach out to many people and say like, oh, because I, I don't know, like you know, like you got like WhatsApp groups. I don't want to be like, Oh, who's out on a Friday? I, I'd get quite like conscious about that. Well, I see I don't like I don't like when people post is I'm being town tonight. Yeah. On the Facebook. It's like, I, I would never do that because I'd be scared that somebody who I'm friends with from Facebook I don't really like will be like, oh, I'm in town. I'll be like, well, that's nice. Yeah. Like, okay. And then I'm like, who am I? Like, I'm the one asking who's in town. And then when somebody's like, I will spend time with you. It's like, well, actually, no, your time isn't that important to me anymore. I'd rather be by myself and spend time with you. So that's why I would never do it. Yeah. I look bad. Yeah, and you don't want it to be, and you know, and I do have like friends and stuff, but I don't know. It's just it's difficult. Like I have like a select number of friends that I'd be like meshing them. But if you're in a, if you're in a group of WhatsApp with your friends, like your like me, you, and whoever else we'd hang around with, you'd be okay saying, "Is anybody anybody want drinks tonight?" I don't have any groups that are like six and above. It's either oh. three or four people. Yeah. Or the rugby club one, which is like thirty-five or forty oh. people. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Well, see, we have a. We have one of or one of our groups, which is Matthew got married, looked the best man, Tom the usher, and me the one in that group. He wasn't asked to be part of the wedding. Ah, <laughs> the only one. <laughs> only one. Maybe because I'm too pretty and I'd overshadow everyone else. Mm-mm. Anyway, carry on. We have a little group, and I would ask, like, we'd say, "Do you want to go for drinks tonight?" And, uh, My friendship groups have changed a lot, say no, like over me. the past like couple of years. Like you. <clears throat> Drew mm. things like that, like and then Jordan. Everyone that I sort of knew or had a group with has like moved out of London. Yeah. Um. So then I've got my housemates now, and we start spending more time. But there's only you know two of them. 
Mm. Um, and then I asked like, my brother and stuff, but he's got a girlfriend now. We've like reversed. Mm. He's always busy. And I think I mentioned before, I have this like newfound respect and love for my family. I want to put a lot of attention yeah. into them. Oh. And he's always busy. And I started playing football on a Thursday because I want to spend more time with him. And he's never playing football on a yeah, Thursday. Yeah. So I like playing it anyway. But I actually kind of really only did it to spend time with him. Right. And Well, if he's not there, my advice would be... No one asked. You know. <laughs> <laughs> my advice would be don't go and spend that time on yourself. Don't. Yeah, don't go to football. Oh, but I like it anyway. Mm. I actually enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. What prompted this, though, sorry, is um, the fact that the news was on when I went to my mum's. I visited my mum's the other week, and it was on about young people and the fact that nowadays, they mm. did a big survey, and it's going to show on BBC the, like all the research that they've done. But nowadays, 16 to 24-year-olds is the, um, the de- demographic with like the highest score of uh, feeling lonely at some point. So it's not just older people. In fact, young people feel more lonely than those that are older? I mean, I'm in this mode at the minute where... Did I tell you I was 24? Mm, I know you told me you're 24. Yes. The face doesn't <laughs> tell me that. It's because I got kicked in the face. Yeah, it's not the It problem. was good before that. No. <laughs> um, I have this thing at the minute where it's a generational thing. And I was chatting about this to totally something unrelated but slightly related about anxiety. I think they're completely related, by the way. Okay, are. well, good, yeah, because yeah. I think they're close. Yeah. Uh, but I think they're, what I'm going to say applies to both. Mm-hmm. I think people today don't know how to deal with anxiety in the sense of if somebody feels, and anxiety happens, and that's natural. We all get anxious. We all get sad. We all get, my boss said it really well to me quite recently. He's like, we all get these emotions. We're not in control of our emotions, so we shouldn't be embarrassed that we're sad. We shouldn't be embarrassed that we're anxious it happens it's chemical it's a Mm. chemical reaction we don't have any control over it what we're in control of is what we do as part of those actions which makes sense so you know if you're sad and you're feeling in a certain way you're in control of what you do you shouldn't be embarrassed with being sad and that's why i think it comes down to like a lot of if you are feeling sad and it's like i'm not gonna say it's only men but majority of men probably suffer from the inability to express emotions more mm-hmm. it's it's you know it's a case of don't be embarrassed with being sad sadness happened talk about it and that's you know when it comes to mental health and suicide and stuff like that it's a big factor um but kids today are would feel anxious i say kids like people in that demographic like i'd say anybody under 30 would probably in my head um they, they go to the doctor feeling anxious and the first thing the doctor goes is antidepressants. It's like, no, people are anxious. You don't need treatment to be anxious. You need to deal with how you're anxious. Well, the treatment you need is not a chemical pill. No, yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, like conversation yeah, is, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's the therapy if something extremely cancer or just being comfortable and knowing that you have go to, and it, it's not the doctor's job to do it. The doctor's job is to, you know, do what he has to do. But it, I think there's some comes an onus on us to take responsibility for our own feelings and be. I mean, I'm totally happy to talk about any of my, like any of my feelings, and I would sit and talk to anyone. They might not listen, but as I get off my chest, like, mm. and I think I'm I'm also very lucky that I have friends I could call up and cry to or whatever if I'm feeling bad and if I'm having a tough time I can call them, and they'll listen. I think sorry, sim- not to take over your story, but similar to loneliness, I think people today are so expectant of the double taps on Instagram and the likes on Facebook. That when you don't get it, because it's a bit of a hit. Is when, it completely that? Yeah, and when you don't get that, 
and you dealt with the real world, it's like well, the real world isn't about liking every single photograph you put up. The real world is sometimes shit, and mm. it's going to be bad. And maybe that it, you know, so when you do feel lonely, it's not that you're actually lonely. It's just the fact that you're not having a, an Instagram retweet or whatever. It is, you know what I mean? Well, I think people. I think social media plays a factor in these things nowadays because. Obviously, like older people never had that, mm. right? And then nowadays, people are seeking that validation. Yeah, I definitely was using Scruff or like one of these apps because it was. It gives you. You might not feel as lonely. You almost search for some sort of connection. The thing is, is like, yeah, for me there was no connection that was happening, and I was actually realizing that I don't need to do that sort of stuff. But one thing that I do quite often is I'm a big texter. Like I'll text a lot, and if I'm bored, I'll text and then try and get into like a conversation. Mm. But it just happened quite often, and even then, I was just like trying to deal with like being alone. Mm-hmm. and on this study that they're talking about in the BBC they're saying like it's got nothing to do with like social skills your ability to be chatty and stuff but those that suffer from loneliness have like um, low trust issues they mm-hmm. don't trust many not low trust issues low trust in others mm-hmm. and high anxiety and that mixture seems to make people feel lonely sorry pardon um, I just burped low trust issues and high anxiety and that makes them feel lonely not makes them it is a result of, or like those that feel lonely tend to not trust others. And so oh, they don't yeah. trust their relationship or, you know, trust that they can express how they feel to other people yeah, again. and tend to have higher anxiety. Mm. And because they feel higher anxiety, they don't trust that they can reveal it to others. And so now because they can't express their true feelings. So if someone says, how are you? They're like, oh, I feel great. Despite the fact that they just had like the worst day ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So that mixture of the fact that they feel like... And I felt the same way. Like, I feel like my feelings are quite strong in general, right? Mm-hmm. And I suffered from... Me and my friend Holly, actually, were quite lucky because we were going through it for the same time. And I think it was heavily work-related. But at the end of last year and this year, I suffered anxiety like I've never had before. Mm-hmm. I'd never had true anxiety, what I thought, until then. Mm-hmm. I never, like... For me, it was, anyway, it seems. Because I, I don't know if you felt it, but for, we felt similar. Like, it was that weird pit in your heart kind of feeling like Mm -hmm. when you wake up immediately and you've got this like empty space in your chest well no I've not I've not had it from like I don't know I mean I I don't know what I mean I I don't wake up feeling anxious for no reason I wake up feeling anxious for example if I know I'm going to have a terrible day at work I'll be like brace myself for this really busy day or I don't know how I'm going to get through this day like we were just waking up feeling that way regardless of what happened oh my god I've never had that yeah so and and we knew that it had work, the work wasn't going well at all. Things mm. when our confidence was really, really low. And we we're going through it at the same time. So we were talking daily mm. about it because it was just there all the time. So I'm out on a Friday night, Saturday night rugby, mm. and I literally can feel it in my body. Oh, wow. And it went on for months. I've never had that. Yeah, yeah. It went on for, uh, honestly, it was awful. And, and then small little triggers that were just, you know, like it just wasn't in control of my emotions. I wasn't able mm. to deal with it. But the issue that I had was, is even before that, I didn't realize that. I always thought I was really open with my feelings. Mm. Turns out I'm not. Jordan says I'm not. People at work, my mum, everyone was like, Matt, no, you don't tell anyone how you truly feel. And I was like, that is shocking. I would say, you do, I, I think you do to me. I think you and I have had pretty deep conversations. I don't think it's about like, I, I think that's like events, but not maybe necessarily how I feel. Like I'll tell you if something had happened, but oh. I'd never be like, oh no, this is what, and okay. I think there was an element, I think I, okay. I think it got worse. Mm-hmm. maybe since before you left London there was a period especially in like a relationship where it just got worse I got more and more closed off over the past two years since I since I left. probably in the past year and a half okay I've gotten worse and worse in fact since last year 
I would say like May when I started having big issues in my relationship first of all really yeah and work changed a lot I changed my manager changed it was terrible and I just got more and more closed off well they're, they're quite big like when it comes to life things work's really important relationships really important mm. I'd say living conditions are really important and I would say friendships are really important and I think there's like there's also like this rule where if you have a relationship what is it? I think it's relationship work and friendship and usually you can only have two that go well. And if you want the other, if you need to sacrifice one basically to make the other two. Who says that? It's like a, like something just because of the amount of time we have in the day. Yeah, yeah. Like if you want to have like if you want to have a good career and a good relationship, chances are you're not going to see friends that often. Mm. If you want to have good friends and a good relationship, you want to have need a job that's pretty low hours to make you know that yeah. happen. And then the other I can't remember what it was. So yeah, I mean, but they're all quite big things. Like and even like the the destruction, I wouldn't say destruction, but like when people go through breakups and people need to move houses and people like friend problems, there's some of the most stressful things in your life. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it, I don't know. I'm sorry, I was going to say, sometimes I think we underplay it. I've moved house quite a lot and it's so stressful. Moving is one of the worst things ever. I hate it. But it really is. It's yeah. awful. I think I might, I, um, I always remember whenever I was junior at my work, and we're like I was working on million pound projects for I think Adidas was the brand, and high expectations set on me for somebody who was young. Um, I purposely bit off more than I can chew because I wanted to prove myself, mm. and that's just the type of person I am. I'm very focused on my work, but I remember one of the more senior guys. This shit had just hit the pan. This one of the more senior guys just turned to me and says, "Actually, how are you not stressed?" And I'm like, "Well, me getting stressed about this." isn't going to make it easier it's going to make it harder mm. so i'm going to take five minutes chill the fuck out get a plan together and attack it like i can only do what i can do i'll stay here all night to do it if it takes that but i'm human and i'll just make sure nobody dies because that's the worst case scenario yeah so yeah i'm sorry i didn't know you were going through such a tough time what now no back in because i didn't tell anyone i didn't well, say all the time but i wasn't about it and i wouldn't have yeah, because yeah. I would genuinely, I think genuinely, like when you broke up with your other ex, Michael, Duffel, yeah, Duflu, Duffel, Duflu, Dufle, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, Michael, like there was that moment on the balcony, do you remember? Yeah, and I was there, and you were like there, and the leakage was happening from the eye, and I had the camera in one hand, ready, but I realized, you know what, this is a tender moment, and I'm going to put the camera away. And see how you're doing. And that was a big change as well because um, I changed my job to, like weeks before that. I decided to change everything. Oh, you did, yeah. You yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it just happens all at the same time, but I let it build up. Sometimes for such a long time. life shit like that it deals mm. you three bad blows. Right they were kind of my choice. I think I let it build up for a long mm. time and then decided I'm just going to do it all in one swift blow. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, I was going through a hard time and stuff. And I'm, I think I'm coming through it and I'm learning to deal with like myself i think being alone is different to being lonely mm. and i felt lonely recently not to a massive extent but just because you know i didn't know how to be alone mm. and so and then you know I, I don't like messaging loads of people all the time to be like oh you're not doing anything and then the people that i used to aren't in london yeah um so even you know i try and mess with my brother but he's always busy yeah. so i like to do more stuff with him so i need to find those sort of groups which is fine yeah but that's okay as well that's not a problem now yeah um well, you've also gone through a breakup, which is similar to me, and I I thrive in my own space. Like, I love it. 
I'm not used to it. Yeah, you've lived with somebody and been in my family. I've always been out. I've always kind yeah. of you know, done stuff every single day. Like, time. like this, this is the first time ever you've actually. This is the first time you've lived by yourself. Well, I mean, lived with other people, but yeah. Well, yeah, independently without not being in a relationship. Or my mum's house. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is an exciting time for you, and you know, the only company around you are non-family members, non-partner, and they've all got their own lives going on. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's different, but. What you'll need to do now, which, again, my advice to you, <laughs> um, Agony Ash, this is me, um, is learn to enjoy your own company. Well, that's why I'm saying it now, because recently, um, so one of our friends, I was like, how, ah. and my brother, even before, he was like almost content with like he was going to be alone and stuff. Mm. And then one of our other friends, he's like, he's alone a lot. And I'm like, how do you deal with this? Like, and he's like, it's fine. I'm used to it. And I'm like, I guess you do get used to it. But um, I was just finding it really, really strange. Like, I was like, I don't know, I kind of needed this human interaction most days. And it's funny because my work is all people related, right? Yeah. But I'm on the tube a lot and then I don't have a team now because mm. I'm going to like different restaurants and stuff. Um, and so there's no like real dependency or connection with these individuals. Yeah. You know, and I pretty much just work alone. So yeah, it was just kind of quite interesting. And then when I saw the fact that young people almost are allowed to feel the same way as... And then, you know, they, they were saying because, you know, it was done on the internet at the first. It was saved on the computer. And maybe older generation literally don't use the computers. Mm. Whereas young people, it's easy accessible. Yeah. But then also there's a might be a new wave of generation. Now that mental health, addressing it is important. And it's less so that you need to be... Keep everything inside. Mm. There's also maybe that influx that people are being more open about their feelings. Yeah. Because I think there is that, you know, now these things are being addressed. You know, anxiety is being addressed, hopefully, bit by bit. And, yeah. Um, dealing with sort of issues, so. But also, like, people out there who focus on social media, there's such a one-way stream on social media. And that can also add to people feeling lonely because all they're seeing is other people out posting pictures of their friends on holiday. Literally, social media is the best bits of the best bits of that. Do you know what I mean? And it's falsified. It's totally falsified. Have you ever been in a picture where... Like you might have you ever dinner with people and it's only okay, mm. right? It's only okay, and then someone's like, "Let's take a picture," and then they take it and you look at the post and you're like, "Those people, I was there. And it wasn't that fun." Oh, yeah, like I want to be there. Yeah, it, I wasn't even. I, I want to be there. at that room party. Yeah, yeah, and I was there. Yeah, yeah, and it was shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's not how I remember. It wasn't like that. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Yeah," you know, like <laughs> everybody's like, like everybody's like really miserable, and then the camera comes out and they're like, oh. "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." Absolutely. <laughs> camera goes away and like suddenly oh, you're living your best life. Shit, Exactly. And um, that isn't good for that. No. And then also, there's also, people don't want to hear anything negative on Facebook because then you get a bad rep for putting that person who posts miserable. So you're not allowed to post stuff <clears> that <throat> are negative or emotional or, do you know what I mean? Especially because, and Instagram is like the biggest one now. And you can't be unhappy in pictures almost. No. Like, no one wants to see those sort of pictures. No. That's why I it's post all pictures holiday. on my feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess Twitter's for that. But that's a bit different. That's like, you know, trolling. But a lot of social media is just about how happy and great your life yeah. is when it's not actually true. Which then, for all the people out there who are in a bit of a rut mentally, mm. see all these people having good times, it's like they're not having great times. Mm. Everyone in this world is going through the problems that we're all going through. And like I said, it's not a case of we all get these emotions and you shouldn't feel bad about these emotions that make you feel the way you do. It's your actions off the back of it. And I don't know whether, I guess some people might feel bad, but you also maybe feel like you know, you might feel weaker or you're not justified in your feelings and it's a shame because um, one thing I was reading about as well is the fact that in a lot of like Northern European countries in the US where independence is promoted, you know, you're mm. supposed to grow up and be independent, 
expressing how you feel. People seem to be more lonely in these places because you're meant to be independent. You're meant to thrive on your own. Whereas like um, places where your extended family and your group of family is important. So not just your immediate family, but the wider circle. People feel less lonely because they have more people to go to. Mm. It's about literally you know, in African places and Southern Europe, like Italy and um, South America. Mm. You know, everything's about your family, your family, yeah, your family. Yeah. And they're, you know, they rely on each other. Mm. Whereas that might not happen in this country. And, you know, I, I keep saying I've only, you know, and this is my bad. I've only got a newfound appreciation for the concept of family. Yeah. But there's also, I would say I'm closer to a lot of my friends here from London than I am to my actual family members. Hmm. And I would consider my friends in London my second family. And you can make your own family. Well, that's a very gay thing, isn't it? Especially when like... Yeah. We've all, we're, most gay people have had the same story at some hmm. point. Like, you know, um, it means we all have a connection from something in common it's corny as it sounds like a lot of people here are my family you're my family mm. you're my sister from another mister and I, I i thought that about my friends and my closer friends but then i also me disregarded my own family yeah, yeah. which is bad also also important i mean if you have the option to connect with your family definitely do yeah because yeah, they didn't do anything to me yeah, like, yeah, yeah you know like there was no reason for it well, i mean yeah. there were reasons for it but that was a long time ago yeah and we need to let that shit go yeah yeah um, well, that's what, what I like now at the minute when we go home is we spend a lot of time. You play a lot of games. Playing games, yeah. 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 My, my, my brother's my brother's partners, my mum would join. Playing cards against my mum. I would never play with my mum. Uh, well, I play cards against humanity with my mum. Wait, if you're playing that game with your family, that's not a family game. No, but my family have connected a lot since I've been there. Mm. Nice. And that's what happened when I moved back home. Yeah, when you went back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. before I moved here. And I just realised, like, you know, just how much my family do care for me and they look after me and... Yeah, I never didn't feel lonely there at all, and I mean a little bit, but not loads. Um, but they were just trying to give me some space as well. Mm. But it's just interesting because now I'm in the same place, and even this weekend, maybe there's something in the air because I felt ex- exceptionally happy this weekend, and I still do now. That's because I'm here. I didn't see you, but oh, uh, uh, you did see me on Saturday. I don't know. I was just really like, I was feeling myself on Saturday for some reason. Mm. Like honestly, I was just so happy with myself at rugby, mm. and then just this weekend, I was just so happy, and I feel really like confident and cheerful and able to like be alone mm. i still i do i still do get like bored sometimes and yeah. i don't know like i'm getting i'm being able to deal with it a lot better well some more advice <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to ask for it you're getting it. oh thank you thank you so much <laughs> well no i'm just gonna say if this ever... is the story of me coming out of, like, <laughs> this feeling. if you ever need somebody to talk to you know i'm i know that yeah, for sure yeah. but the problem is i speak to you every fucking week I'm trying to deal with it. I, that's my problem. I used to try and deal with it, but I tried to deal with it on my own. But what I'm trying to do is I'll be able to articulate how I feel. Yeah. And sometimes if I'm feeling something quite strongly, I'll just wait a little bit to try and like rationalise it a little bit better. Yeah. And if I can't, then I tend to like cry out for help. But just feelings are so complex, isn't it? Like it's so bizarre. Feelings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But again, like you said, the, you can't control them. So there's no point overthinking them. I know it's easier said than done. One of my life lessons came from my gran. I remember there was this one time I broke, I think it was a Charles and Diana memorial plate. And I got so upset that I broke it to the point where I was sick. I was so upset. I was sick. My gran just came, she's like, what are you crying for? Crying's not going to fix it. Who cares? Lesson learned. And then Lady Olea from Game of Thrones. The really old lady. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just sits in a garden. 
<laughs> Marjorie Terrell yeah. for Granny. Yeah, yeah. She says it really well. Oh, she, now I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Seen she's that. like, once you can't. Once oh, I can't even remember what she says now. But she says something like, "Great story, great advice." <laughs> once the milk's been squeezed, you can't put it back in the other. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, just get on with it. Make the best of the situation. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's just interesting that younger people in London as well feel similarly. And that you can have all of these people around you, but you can still feel quite lonely. Yeah. And it, and that trust thing that really stood out for me is the fact that it's low trust in others. You know, it's not, and sometimes I can be quite cynical about like trying to open up to other people because I feel like maybe they wouldn't care about my feelings. But a lot mm. of my friends have made me feel otherwise and shown only support. Mm. Um, and it's important to use that. Um, yeah. So when I do have like any faltering ideas about, oh, you know what, not even individuals, just in general, I'm not going to tell people how I feel. Mm. That goes quite quickly because I realise. Yeah, no, definitely lean on your friends. Mm. I wouldn't go up to a stranger and be like, listen to my problems. I hate those people so much, but I'm like, how are you? But that's the thing, because some people are like, oh, they had a bad day. And then, you know, someone says, how are you? I'm not going to be like, oh, it's, it's awful. <laughs> yeah. I hate those people. I, was like, I wasn't asking really. I don't care. No, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. But maybe that's why they shouldn't trust me. No. <laughs> but those people that give away far too much at the start I'm like oh, for fuck's sake yeah yeah. but those are just my thoughts over the past actually two weeks really because I wanted to speak about it before as well because it just rang true to me because it was how I was feeling mm. and how sometimes I do feel but I've never really I'm, I'm getting new feelings anxiety was a feeling that I had at the end of last year and this year but I've never really felt lonely mm. and this is the first time that I've felt lonely because I've been alone mm. and it's just trying to understand that but yeah that was my what I was going to I guess take up some knitting knit me a scarf I don't want to take up knitting. I was thinking about, I watched Project Runway and I was thinking about um, making clothes. Oh. But I'm not going to do that. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to try and find another project to do anyway, just for fun. But I don't know what that would what be. Why are you doing on piano? I wanted to do something to be with like, similar to like this, like comedy or like... Why are you doing editing software? <laughs> okay. That's not passive aggressive. It, no, <laughs> not at all. I meant to, but we haven't done the podcast in weeks, so it's impossible, oh, isn't it? Oh, well, yeah, well, fine. I'll take the blame for this again. But yeah, I can do. Um, learn how to play this new game I played this weekend. It's coming on Wednesday. Yes, I'll come back and play it with you. You're not going to, really. I will, no. I'm here I'm here on Monday. Well, Sunday night. I fly out Monday lunchtime. So We I... play games on Sunday normally here, so I don't know if you're doing anything. Sunday. No one wants to hear about this. <laughs> I'm going to the cinema to see A Star is Born. I want to see that. So yeah. I don't want to see films, but I actually want to see that. Well, Bradley Cooper's banging. He's so hot. Unbelievable. Well, I might make it a big double whammy and go see Venom and A Star is Born. Like Spider-Man Venom? Yeah. Oh. New film. Have you all seen it? Tom Hardy. Venom. Looks brilliant. Set in... I think it's set in the Marvel Universe. There's no point going because it's fake. It's not true that people... You know, there wouldn't be Venom. You were having this whole thing about Spider-Man earlier on. No, no, no. I don't... Like, I get... No, I get my point past... I love Marvel cinema and Marvel superheroes. That's not the thing I'm not... I'm not saying it's not real that a guy can't... And that's not real. I'm saying what's not real, which makes it unrealistic for the game, is that these people that he's supposed to be fighting wouldn't just be stood there waiting for him to get him. They'd be doing stuff. Like, they're not just going to be stood there. They're sentries. They're like bodyguards. No, 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 no. In the setup for the game that they were playing, it was a disrupt... Like, it was a broken building. They're, Where they were doing, like, drugs and dealings upstairs. Well, I'll tell you what. If it was that easy to kill them, they were not very good at their job. Clearly. So I, if I was the runner of that gangster, I'd fire them. With the dead man, anyway. Well, tell him to put up the difficulty, and then it'll be <laughs> yeah. harder. So my okay. little brother's just being a little pussy, paying it easy. Uneasy, yeah. He needs to put it on hard, or stupid yeah. difficult. Yeah. <laughs> but the new game, I'm going to make a suggestion because I want people to play it, because I think it's really good. But I can't okay. remember the name of it. What is it? 
unique unicorns. No. Uncertain. Un- uncoincidental. Oh, you've got like... Unstable unicorns. Unstable unicorns. And it's got like a gay flag. So it's a gay game. It is. It's very rainbow. It's very... It's, uh, it's, it must be. Rainbow and unicorns. It's a very fluffy game. But I think the funniness of, of it comes from it being really rainbow, really... Um, like one of the cards I had to play, I had to kill a unicorn every single turn I had. And you're talking these cute little baby unicorns with little dodos in their mouth. And I had to kill it every every time because I had a curse. I'm looking forward to it. It's so good. Oh, and there's like unicorns which stab a bitch unicorns and they've got like little knives instead. Stab a bitch. Like, it's black actually. It's got a little knife on it. <laughs> That's just out and out racism. Is it? I'm not racist. I've got black friends. No, but the card is black. No, it's you not. Said it. Okay. It's just me. <laughs> anyway, yeah. It's so good. apparently get the game. That's the moral of the story if you manage to make it to the end of this podcast. I think this podcast has been good. I like it. Uncertain Unicorn. Uncertain? Is it? Unstable. Unstable Unicorns. Unstable Unicorns. 20 yeah. quid. Amazon Prime. Well, yeah, what I might do is I might put the link to the game on the website and then people make it easier for people to find. Absolutely. Yeah. And we can all play it together. We can have one big old tournament. Yeah. But anyway, we'll close this episode off. Uh, so you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah. Uh, at Pod. Yep. And um, we've got... So you can visit us on our website as well, at honestopod.com. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I about... might post a picture of my black eye and you can give me sympathy oh god it's not a black eye it's a scratch it's literally half my face what about where can people listen to us and leave reviews they can leave reviews on Apple I don't know what it's called Apple iTunes Podcasts Apple iTunes Podcasts or the podcast yeah. player on Android leave us a nice little five stars that's what you want isn't it I mean four's okay five's better five's better five <laughs> stars leave what you feel we're worth it's like those restaurants that you just five like, stars. You know, five, five stars, stars. Yeah. Five stars, five stars, five stars. You should do like, I wonder if you can put like um, little subliminal messages throughout the entire thing, which is yeah. five, five stars. Like in between things. Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> and speaking of some reviews, we have some new ones. Really? We yeah. haven't even done any fucking podcast. Mm. So this person gave us five stars. Thank you, Basil London. Or Baz in London. Ba- Basin? Basin? What do you, how would you pronounce that? Basin, I guess. Basin, London. Um, five stars. Oh, yeah, this, you'll like this next one. Um, five stars about you, I'm sure. stumbled across this via Instagram and I really enjoyed it even caught myself agreeing or disagreeing out loud when I realised they can't hear me well <laughs> I mean what I think is really good about our podcast and some people I know people who listen to us who disagree with pretty much everything we say <laughs> yeah and, which is fine but what they do is they like listening to other people's opinions because it helps them form a stronger opinion against us oh my god what we said yeah which is fair. Yeah. Um, this other one, which <laughs> I don't know, but this Bias is much. Fintanesque. Again, how do you pronounce that? Fintanesque. Fintanesque. Five stars. I just started listening to this podcast and I'm hooked. Matt and the gorgeous Ash are obviously great friends. Gorgeous Ash is not even in pictures. It's <laughs> and, radio, bitch. And are on the way to create their own podcast community. Well, I mean, I'm not finished yet. The review was on. Fun, informative, thought-provoking, controversial. These guys are having a great time, are bringing you along with them. I love getting to know them, and I can't wait for more. Well, I think this is my favourite pod, my favourite review ever. I just want to know what's not gorgeous about me. Well, you have that big black eye. You said it made me look manly. I didn't say that. You proposed to me today. I did not propose. 
<laughs> Did you not say, do you not want to get married <laughs> to me? I don't remember saying that. Anyway. That's deep. Well, thank you for everyone who left the reviews. Matt, I think you're gorgeous as well. I just don't want to marry you, but I think you're gorgeous. Goodbye, everyone. Uh, <laughs> thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.